Welcome to Behind the Bookshelves. My name is Richard Davis and this Abe Books podcast is dedicated to telling the stories behind books and the people who love them. Today we're talking about things found in used books. One of my earliest podcasts explored this subject and we're returning to it today with a special guest. I'm joined by Emma Smirker, a school teacher in Oklahoma City. Emma has an unusual hobby. She collects second-hand books in order to discover the forgotten things left inside. You know, boarding passes, shopping lists, receipts, bills, checks, business cards, recipes, coupons, and all the other things that people use as bookmarks. Emma documents her discoveries at an Instagram account called In Used Books. However, Emma takes her interest to another level. When she comes across something particularly poignant, such as a letter or a photo or a poem, she researches the item and tries to return it back to the original owner. Welcome, Emma. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, what a wonderful hobby. Uh, what was the inspiration for, for doing this? About two years ago, my husband bought me a book for my birthday. Um, it was actually, he bought it off of Abe Books. And inside, tucked between the pages, was a receipt for a cafe in Montreal. And that receipt almost immediately transported me there, in a way. I began to daydream about this person, who they were, what their day was like. Did they buy this book and then afterwards stop by this cafe for a bite to eat? My mind kind of started to wander, and before I knew it, I was going through every book in my house looking for hidden treasure, I guess you could say. And then this idea started to form. I, I wanted to document what I was finding, and I figured a photo documentation project would be the best way, and that's how In Use Books was created. So can you uh, give us a couple of examples of uh, discoveries where you've managed to trace the original owners? Photographs are my most successful. Um, there's usually two obvious ways of identification, names, and then someone recognizes them. Most recently, I found a photo strip of a young girl and her dad. I found it about a year ago, and I, I just couldn't give up on it. I, I needed to find these two people in the photo and it became kind of my mission to track them down and return it to them. And recently I reached out to a news station here in Oklahoma City and they, they helped me get that photograph out there into the world and miraculously the mom um, recognized the photograph and reached out to me and I was able to mail it back. And so photographs are very, very common. I found one of two little girls, and luckily that one was quite easy. Their names were written on the back, and I found them through social media. Uh, books that have notes that have been written in them, um, or like a book plate. Recently I found a book that had tons of little scribbles and, and notes written completely unrelated to the book, and uh, there was a book plate, and I I did a little research and I found out that this woman was inducted into the Oklahoma Hall of Fame in 1969 
and I was able to contact her son and learn a little bit about her and he was nice enough to say that I should keep the book because you know he wanted me to have a piece of her and who this woman was and it's one of my prized possessions now. So that first example, the the photos from a photo booth, mm-hmm. the mum recognised her daughter and her partner, yes. um, but they were much younger. Yes. A lot of time had passed. Mm-hmm. She was about four, I believe, the little girl, um, and now she's a senior in high school, about to go off to college in about a year, so it's it's been quite a bit of time. So how did they react? They were... I think a little shocked at first. Um, I remember them saying that it's always very strange to see your face pop up on television. Um, I mean, but imagine getting, you know, a notification or an email or a message or something saying, hi, I, I have this item that belongs to you or to a relative, you know? And so there is a level of shock, but they've been so kind and so welcoming and warm towards me, a complete stranger. And hopefully here sometime this month, I might actually get to meet them and come face to face with with this family that I've been connected with in kind of a very strange way. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would be wonderful because I guess uh, pictures taken in a photo booth uh, are ephemeral, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're things that are pinned on the fridge and then lost over time. So mm-hmm. I can understand how <laughs> they get tucked away in a book and forgotten. Yes. Yeah. All right, so what's the process that you use when you're trying to trace the owner of a receipt or a photo or a letter? There's a few methods. Um, If, of course, I'm lucky enough to have a name, a first and last name, and possibly a location, a quick Google search can be really helpful. Um, I usually look for census reports, obituaries, um, ancestry sites, Wedding, engagement announcements, they're all very helpful for for tracing names. And if something is rather old, being able to maybe create a family tree or trace descendants, it's overwhelming sometimes the amount of information about people on the internet. Um, But if you have a unique name and I have information, Google searches are are my go-to. And if I am completely I have no information, nowhere to start. I turn to the internet and ask for help. Do you recognize them? Do you do you know this person? Because I believe somewhere out there, somebody will recognize them and hopefully reach out to me. So I presume you, you have a, a collection of interesting used books. Do you keep the, um, the, the objects you find in them together with the book or do you separate them out? It depends. Uh, I have a box full of items that I found that either they've made me laugh, brought me joy in some way, or I think are unique enough to be tracked down and returned, Um, especially those items that I feel were not intentionally left in a book, that it was a mistake. This book was given away and they didn't get a chance to look through and take out those items. Um, I will purchase the book if there is a meaningful inscription or interesting notes in the margins. Within reason, of course, some are out of my price range. Um, Other times, I I do like to leave behind things for the next person to discover. 
If it's a book that I think, ooh, I like this title, this sounds interesting, I'll buy it along with what's inside. Uh, it just, it's kind of just depends. Uh, I don't think I could possibly buy every book I find. All of my bookshelves are already full, so it would be just little stacks of books all over my house that would probably get in the way after a while. <laughs> so what objects make you laugh? Funny news articles. Um, I found comics. I'm a big fan of Calvin and Hobbes, and I found a few Calvin, Calvin and Hobbes strips in there. Um, just funny little notes that people would leave that I probably don't really even understand, but just made me giggle. Um, funny photos, of course, that right. are silly. Just anything that seems a little bit odd to be used as a bookmark. So what would you what would you describe as the most remarkable object that you found in a used book? My absolute favorite thing that I have ever found was a letter that was written in 1893. And it was a poem that was written to a newspaper in Ohio. It was a letter to the editor of sorts. And it is it's beautiful. It's titled Spring Goodbye. And it's about that end of spring and that melancholy feeling that you, you start to have. Nothing's, everything's bloomed. We're going into the hot summer months. There's no, there's no spring left. And it's, it's just so beautifully written. And luckily it was signed and dated. And his name was unique enough that I was able to do some research and find out more information about him um, through mostly census reports and ancestry sites. And again, I created kind of a makeshift family tree. I assumed since it was written in 1893 that he had passed, he was no longer with us, and that I would be needing to track down his descendants. So I kind of picked a row of the family tree that I made and started searching names and made contact with a woman named Catherine and she was a great great granddaughter if I'm remembering correctly and she told me stories that he was quite a prolific poet and he had other things published and I still talk to her to this day she's been following this adventure of Inu's books for a few years now and after I made this connection with her, I had this feeling that I wasn't quite done. I needed to take it one step further. And since I had this poem, this beautiful poem that he had intended to send to a newspaper, I assumed that the newspaper never got it. So I reached out to that newspaper in Ohio and I asked them if they would published the poem, I explained what I do, and they did. They published it on the front page, and I, I felt that it, I had helped him finish that journey that he had started with that poem. Full circle. Yeah, exactly. That's a wonderful story. Thank you. Um, I've heard many stories about things found in uh, used books from booksellers, mm -hmm. who, of course, when they uh, acquire a used book, they open it up and check it, and Right. things fall out. I've, I've heard of booksellers having uh, pin boards behind the desk where they pin up all the things mm -hmm. they found. 
And I've called, of course heard various stories about money being found in used books. Have yes. you encountered any money? I have. Um, my current totals uh, for American US dollars is $5.06. Yes, I've oh, okay. a, a, a penny and a nickel used as a bookmark. <laughs> because sh why not? I found a $2 Canadian bill and five Honduran Lempira, actually. So I've got, I got some world currency in there too. Quite an array, yes. Mm -hmm. Quite common from those uh, holiday trips. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's the oldest thing you found in a used book? Would it be that letter? Yes, I believe. Um, I think close second would be a few inscriptions or um, when people, People don't tend to do this as much anymore, I've noticed, but back in 1904, 1905, around that era, people would write their name, where they bought the book, where they live, and the date. And so I found several that from maybe 1901 to the 1930s, 1940s, that I find little inscriptions dated, but the letter definitely is, is the oldest thing I've ever found. So those little inscriptions and the little notes from one person to another, don't you think that they're just amazing, especially when you come across them decades later? Mm -hmm. um, there was one on the site that I saw on your Instagram account from a daughter to her mum saying how pretty she was. Yeah. Um, that just touched my heart. It's so sweet. I And that's not one that I took, and every day I kick myself for not putting that in my pocket and seeing if I could get that back to her. But those little personal notes, just they they fascinate me. Even the like the incoherent ones that obviously need a lot more context for me to understand. They just make me giggle. And it really is. It's a glimpse into the thoughts of a complete stranger. And those thoughts can be quite intimate as well. It I almost feel like I'm eavesdropping or that I'm this omniscient presence in someone's life. Um, I've said before that I, I believe that books serve as time capsules. They preserve and capture moments and thoughts. And then whenever we buy these secondhand books, we are sharing the thoughts with these people. And it's just this continuation of human connection that I don't think we really give enough thought to. We're we're linked to so many people through the things that we buy secondhand. So a book can be a moment in time, a moment with someone else, um, something to remember, and it could be from a husband to a wife, a boyfriend to a girlfriend, uh, a lover to another lover, or just a friend mm -hmm. to a friend. It's, there's so many lovely connections that you're getting a tiny insight into. Absolutely. And yeah. notes in the margins as well. You know, how many times have we read a book and decided to jot down a thought that, honestly, you could, that's, you're so vulnerable sometimes when you're reading books and a passage moves you and you decide to circle it or write something in the margins. And then someone else is reading your intimate thoughts about your analyzations of what you're reading. It's, it can be quite personal and vulnerable. So I presume you fre frequent a lot of uh, used bookstores then? Yes, absolutely. Used bookstores, thrift stores, flea markets, uh, estate sales, anywhere that 
has things that are secondhand. As a teacher, I, I often try to supply my, my own books for my classroom, and that's a good place to start. And of course, my own personal collection as well. And do you find that cookbooks are particularly interesting? They are, I've always thought they're very common for newspaper articles and recipes getting tucked in the back. Yes, I, I love to find handwritten recipes. And then I started kind of a silly thing back when we were all at home trying to stay safe where I would have in used books kitchen and I would cook some of these recipes that I found just to try something different. And it's actually a lot of fun. I had people who were wanting to cook along with me and would send me messages about, oh, I made that cake the other day and it was so delicious. And I love those because it's, it's a insight into someone's life and into their kitchen and especially the recipes that people have crossed out a certain part and changed the measurements or changed the method of doing something. It's like, no, it didn't work in the cookbook originally. I like it better this way. And I find that so funny and personal. Yes. Yeah. No cookbooks. What a wonderful source. Mm So, so this hobby goes on uh, with lots of quests and challenges for you. Uh, I'm wondering if the listeners could ever help in any way. Uh, Is is there a way they could help? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I believe the positive side of, of social media is this ability to connect us with people from around the world in seconds being able to reach out and say, can you help me find them? Do you recognize this person has been so helpful? And the response and willingness of people to help and the hopefulness that they have that this mystery will be solved has been heartwarming. And all I can ask is that people continue to help and share whenever I send out a call saying, I have a new photograph. Can you please help me find them? Do you recognize them? You know, the power of the internet is, well, it's very powerful. So they could post on your Instagram account if they see something they could identify or or perhaps answer a question or point you in the right direction at least. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm more than happy to also help other people find, help them track down someone. I. Recently, actually, a woman found a report card and she was just not having any luck tracking down the woman on the report card. And I was able to do some searches and connect her with um, the woman's daughter. And hopefully she will be sending that report card to her shortly. Uh, Fingers crossed that it all works out. Because people do leave quite important documents inside books. I mean, I'm thinking of passports and mm-hmm. birth certificates that get left in there. Yeah, it's it's so kind of absent-minded. I don't think we really think about it whenever we're suddenly, we need to get up and go do something, but you're right in the middle of a book and you think, oh, I need something, oh, I'll just grab this real quick and stick it in there. And then, you know, maybe you really didn't like that book, so you decide not to pick it up again. and that that item could get lost and it could be important yes I, so i'm i actually went through this scenario a few weeks ago where i did open a used book and a envelope fell out there mm-hmm. was no letter in it but it was addressed um from it was addressed to somebody in devon and the postmark was from 1967 wow. so i'm actually using that as the bookmark on my latest book because 
Well, I just like having something that old sitting inside yeah. the book. It's just a strange connection that you never thought that you'd have with somebody. So and finally, we, we ask um, all our guests this, this question, but what book or books are you currently reading? Currently, I am reading Sing Unburied Sing by Jessamyn Ward. I just started it, but it's been great so far. So I'm really looking forward to getting into it further. That's a, quite a new book, isn't it? I, yes. It, yeah. Yeah, it was on a list of um, helping people diversify their bookshelves. And she has several other books as well. And this was the first that I was able to find um, at a used bookstore. And so I purchased, purchased it right away. Wonderful. I was wondering whether you'd be reading a new book or a, a book from, I don't know, 100 years ago or something. <laughs> all right, smashing. Okay, that's all we have time for today. Uh, many thanks to Emma Schmerker. Um, it's been wonderful learning about your adventures, Emma. Oh, thank you so much. It's been so much fun getting to talk to you about this. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, you can see exactly what Emma finds by visiting her Instagram account, which is in used books. Uh, one word all joined together, in used books. Thanks for listening. My name is Richard Davis, and you've been listening to an Abe Books podcast, and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>